Hey, welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Uh, full transparency, I was terrified to record today's episode. Okay, so maybe terrified is a bit extreme, but I was really nervous about this one. So my guest today is Stacy Gissel. She is a life coach and energy healer who is absolutely obsessed with helping people transform their lives. And she's dedicated her entire life to helping make others... Uh, have these internal shifts that are really necessary to rekindle their excitement for life, uh, what she calls reconnecting to their soul essence, and leading them into this transformational journey of self-mastery and personal growth. And when I look at that bio, and then I see things like human design, tantric principles, shamanic teachings, me and my biases, which we're going to discuss at the very beginning of this episode, are like, uh, that seems a little woo to me. But I promise you, if that is how you're feeling right now, by the end of this episode, your entire perspective is going to be transformed. Stacy does a really good job of helping you understand on a deeper level with like feet grounded in reality, not as she calls it, up in the clouds, what we need to do in order to optimize who we are and create a life that we are excited to wake up to. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Stacey, thank you so much for joining me today. I am, I think I'm like the most excited because I'm really excited to learn from you today. So before we get into it, tell me a little bit more about you, the stuff that's, you know, not in your bio. Ooh, okay. So where do we even start? First of all, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. I know that this is a little bit of a stretch for you and it's it's just an honor to be able to come on and be with your audience. Um, what do you need to know about me? Let's see. I love, we live in Michigan. I have a husband of 12 years, um, French bulldog and a cat. So we do some, um, yeah, so we've done like in this last year, I would say we have completely changed, like shifted our life, which is really what 2020 was all about. It was about the heart and it was about people looking at their situation and what they were doing and saying, is this how we want to live? And so in 2020, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, what if we chose to follow our heart? Instead of our mind coming into it so much, like what if we just followed our heart for the next year? And 2021 was really about refinement. It was about taking like shift the things that you had shifted and like refining them to what means 
the most to you, who and what is supposed to be in your life, what's not supposed to be in your life. So in 2021, we decided we got an, we got an RV. We decided to Airbnb out our lake house in Michigan. We took seven weeks and we went from the Florida Keys to Park City, Utah, had a great time. And yeah, so like we've just like completely shifted so many things in our own life. So we live in Michigan. We love, love, love. Um, probably my favorite thing to do is wake surf. So huh. y- yeah, so it's it's amazing. The water is like where I need to be. Um, that is my my favorite place. So and then this in the last month or so, we've actually decided to get a second place in downtown Detroit, which some people think of that and they're like, Okay. Um, but we love the city. It's just a very different vibe. And so now we're renting out one house and like things have just kind of become, we're always moving in different directions and letting ourselves follow our heart has actually created a life that we look at in kind of in awe most days. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, a little bit about me and what my life's all about. I love that. So we kind of talked a little bit before we hit record on this, and I admitted to you that I was a little bit nervous about this one because with my military background, I'm like, I'm a very, like, I need the steps. I need to do the things. Everything needs to be in place. It needs to make sense. I was like, oh, like breath work, energy work. That feels a little woo to me, (laughs) but Tell me more about how you come at energy work and breath work because I think you have a really unique perspective. Thank you. Yeah, I think that, you know, when everybody, when anybody hears, um, hears those things, I think that there's biases, honestly, that are put towards, there's like you have to be a certain belief system or it goes against people's belief systems that, but like the reality is that energy isn't, it doesn't have a bias. It's not tied to one simple belief system. It's actually the common thread between them all. It's not philosophical. And it's simply the science of how everything is connected. Like that is our, that's energy work. Our breath is our most powerful tool. I mean, when you think about it, we can go weeks without food. We can go days without water. We can't go an instant without our breath. It is our life force. And so when we think about that, it's not this philosophical woo-woo type of thing. It's actually, it's so rooted in um, the science and like who we are. And it's just, they can be really beautiful tools. But I think why it gets such a bad rap, and this is what I was telling you before we hit record, is that there can be, sometimes it seems like people in this world are very up in the clouds, <laughs> let's say up in the clouds. And so people are like, oh my God, like I, that is not me that especially people like you and who I used to be a you, like I was very, I needed things to be a certain way. And I wanted to have control over everything and just sitting in that masculine energy because that feels safe. And the thing with this work is it becomes unknown and it's unknown. And so people fear it immediately. And it's not, and it's just based on our past conditioning, but I really do try to take a much more grounded, playful approach to all of this, because the second that you start to do the inner work, it can get heavy, but it does not have to be heavy. And then people are like, nope, I'm too busy healing myself. There's like, I can't find the joy in life. Well, that's not what life is about. (laughs) 
Like life is about, we heal just as much through the hard times as we do in the moments that we just allow ourselves to live. And like, that is actually what is healing you and allowing the people around you to start to heal themselves because you're putting out an energy that people resonate with and they're, they're attracted to, and they don't even know why, but you're impacting them, whether you think you are or not. So good. So good. So walk me through like when you, when you work with people, when you work with someone like me, who's like, Oh, a little nervous about this. (laughs) Where do you start? Yes. So I love this because, you know, everybody's going to need something different. Um, and I think the most difficult part about this, any of this work is it's not tangible. I'm not going to be like, give me 60 days and then you'll be making $10,000 or like you hand me this and I'm going to give you this in return. Like it doesn't exactly work like that. It's so much. And that intangibility is what kind of stops people. Cause they're like, well, how do I know that I'm going to get something out of this? And I can just, when I've achieved, right? Right, exactly. And the thing about this work is you can't go into it with a thought of what's the reward at the end. Mm. Because we are on earth school for a reason. We are here to learn about ourselves. And it's only when we start to do that can we start to um, impact other people in the way that we want to. But um, so going back to your question, how do we even start is I love to start with human design. So I don't know if you're familiar with human design. You're like the third person in the past 48 hours who has asked me this question and I, nope. Okay, I'm not. perfect. That's good. Great. Um, it's, it's totally fine. And usually people are familiar with human design on a very like surface level. Um, and so what human design is, is it's essentially this this combination of these ancient philosophies and teachings like um, like the chakra system and I Ching and these different things and astrology and all that fun stuff. But then it's like mixed with these, these like quantum physics and all of this stuff. So everybody comes to earth essentially with their specific design. And the reason that I like to start with human design is because it's very tangible. Once you understand, even at like the most basic form, whether you are a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, a reflector, like just having that basic knowledge and understanding what that means for you is going to allow you to start living your life more in alignment with how you are made up energetically. Okay. So that is where I like to start. And then um, through that process, then there's these- You run through like- in, in a sentence, like what each of those is? In a sentence, what each of those is. Yes. Um, I know it's probably way more complicated than that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. So it's really like how you operate. So, and like what, how you make decisions. So like, for example, a generator and a manifesting generator are both generators at heart. And what generators are is they have, they're like what they make up 70% of the population. Okay. And that 70% of the population is like the workhorses of the world. They have this sustainable energy that as long as they are responding to life, 
Okay. Meaning that they, somebody comes to them and says, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And they're like, Oh yes, I want to do that. Like it's this feeling. It's not your head saying yes. It's like this feeling in your body that says, yeah, I want to do that. They're going to have an unlimited amount of energy. So as long as they're in alignment with what they're doing, this is actually the big problem with our, with our world right now is there's a lot of generators out there that are doing work that doesn't light them up, that doesn't mm-hmm. fulfill them. And when they do work that doesn't fulfill them, they literally can't, they don't have access to that energy. So they're exhausted and they're burnt out. And now we can see why this is such an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So then the manifester is a little bit different in the fact that they're they're like the typical leaders of the world right now. So what I mean by that is they're very um they almost have kind of like a repelling aura and I don't mean that in like a bad way cuz they're meant to like they're they're really meant to lead but they they have like a harshness to them in their leadership quality. So they just have to under, but they're so powerful. And these are the people and the reason every single one of the human designs has an integral part, like piece of the puzzle when it comes to our like humanity. So nobody is better or worse. It is simply that like, these are the people we need each and every one for their gifts. But the manifester, they initiate things. So they're the person that's going to say, hey, I've got this idea. This is what we should move forward on. And then they're going to give it to the generators and say, make it happen. <laughs> right? Like that mm-hmm. is kind of the way that they work. So um, and then there's the projector. Now, the projectors are about 20-ish percent of the population. And they're very misunderstood. Um, they don't because they're actually like, they're meant to be the wise guides of the world. So we're going through a transition right now in humanity where, where we are actually going away from the manifester type of leadership and like the domination type of leadership and into like the guidance, like the wise guide leadership. And that is where projectors, um, that's where projectors really thrive, but they have to be invited into things. So they kind of go their whole life waiting to be recognized if because people don't really understand them. They don't have as much energy as the generator. So they're very prone to burnout and they don't understand why like they have like this bitterness sometimes towards life because people aren't recognizing them for what they have to offer. But it's just Hmm. that they don't know how to work with their design. So, and then there's the reflector. They're really, really rare. 1%. I actually have a niece that is a reflector and she, they take on all the energy around them. So they are, they, they take forever to make decisions because they're meant to, they're meant to work with the moon cycle. So like 28 days to make a decision. Um, and it, yeah, if you could imagine, that right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so, but they're like, they're this, this piece of the puzzle that's also super important, but they just have their own gifts. So each one has the, their own gifts that they bring to the world. They've got their own theme They're not self-theme, which is either going to be frustration or anger or bitterness or like they've got these things that if they're not acting in alignment, they're going to feel a certain way. 
And they have these different authorities where they know you start to learn how you make decisions. And no decision that we make should actually come from our head. Our wisdom is stored in our head, but our decision-making is done through our body. So it's kind of, it's just really fascinating. So I don't, I hope that helped a little bit. Like I said, it, it does. Go, and so now good. I'm, now I'm curious, like I need to figure out what I am. Cause I feel like there were pieces of everything you said when you were describing each of the types. I was like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I can see that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And so you can actually go, you can just do like a free search online and figure out you just need your birth date, your birth time. Now your birth time is really important. So call mom if you need to, right? Like <laughs> I work with some um, PM central standard time. Got it. Perfect. You know exactly what it is. I work with some teams and like uh, my husband's company that he just started, we're actually working through and doing human design on the different like leaders and all the different things so that they can understand each other. And they're like these, you know, these businessmen. And it's so funny because I'm like, okay, this is what I need. And they're like, okay, I need to call my mom. <laughs> Almost every <laughs> single one. It's so cute. But, um, but yeah, that, and then just like the place in the time or the place you were born and you're going to be able to get which one of those five categories that you fall in. Now, sorting through the information is something that just takes a lot more takes a lot more time, but you'll notice that the reason that you're saying what you are about, I can see a little bit of each of those is because we are conditioned because human design actually came about so that parents could understand how to parent their kid in okay. the, in the way that makes the most sense for them based on this design feature, because, but most people we grow up thinking that we're all supposed to act like manifestors. We're supposed to initiate projects, go after the thing, work super hard, do this. And then, or we then take on and we think that we're supposed to have this never ending energy. And if you're not a generator, then you actually don't have that. And yet you're trying to. And so you end up burnt out in life. So there's, we take on other people's um, or other designs because depending on how we grew up or what we were taught or the conditioning that we have. And that's why it's so powerful to know this information because then you're like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to be somebody I'm not for a very long time. Mm. So yeah, so that's kind of where I start because again, it's fascinating, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like every time I learn about a new personality test or a, a, a leadership assessment or whatever it is, I, just, I have to know, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's not just a matter of knowing. Because there are people who will be like, oh, that, I, they can rattle off their Myers-Briggs, their Enneagram, their this, their that, the whatever. Who cares if you're not going to do anything with it, Right. <laughs> It's that like you could not be more spot on. It's about embodying it. And that's the thing that I see. I personally, I love personality tests. I love different, different things like that because I think that anything that can get somebody to understand themselves on a little bit of a deeper level is great. Um, but a lot of times those things do take in our conditioning. It's not that that's how we were born 
It's that we've been conditioned. And so it takes on what your personality is in that moment, not necessarily what you're, what you were born to be. And Mm -hmm. so that, but like you're saying, it's, they're all powerful. I believe they're all super, super powerful. And if you can start to understand yourself, just, yeah, you got to do something with it. It's not just enough to be aware. How do you Mm -hmm. start to shift? (laughs) You know? Absolutely. 100%. So you figure out our human design. That's where you start. And then from there. And then from there. So the way that I kind of use this HEAL acronym, because to HEAL is really to become whole. Um, and that's really what people are looking for. We, we don't exactly understand it, but we're looking to find ourselves, to reconnect with who we are, to heal, to become whole again. And it's when we become whole, we reconnect to our soul essence. And so the second part of the heal, so it's honor your design. And then it's the E part is really just about embodying your soul essence. And when we can start to embody who we are at our core, not the person that we think that we are, we're supposed to be, or we've been taught that we've like the person that we've become through this process of earth and life, um, it's going to allow you to go into the E, which is the activate your purpose. And it's really about under like finding your destiny and what you're really here to do what you've really been called to do. And then the last part is lead with your heart because what I think is missing in our culture right now and for a long time is that we don't have enough heart-centered leaders. So that's kind of the process. And what happens in there is a mixture of a, but a, a quite a few things. <laughs> I take, I, I always say the soul, like there's this quote and it's the soul always circles home. So when I say the soul always circles is always circling home, I started my career, I guess, as a nurse. And the reason is because now I can see it so clearly. Um, I love to connect dots. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like my superpower is I'm able to take all of these different lenses in which I can look through. So I look through the lenses of my nursing career of being a holistic health coach. And then I look through the lenses of human design and Ayurveda, which is the science of life and tantric principles, which is just all about the art of becoming whole and shamanic teachings and just all these different things. Um, I don't believe in one thing and I don't believe in nothing. I really believe in everything. And I think the best thing that we can do to bring ourselves back to that whole piece is to look at our entire self from all of these different lenses to be able to truly understand who you are, why you are here, so that you can get out there and do it. Mm. I actually really love that. It doesn't sound, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound as up in the clouds, like you said earlier, it's, it really makes sense because, you know, when I, whether I'm working with my soldiers or I'm working with, you know, a client, whoever it is, one of the things that we always work through is like, okay, in order to be a better leader, you, the first thing you have to do is you have to understand yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You have to understand yourself, like, absent of what everyone else thinks you are and everyone else thinks you should do and absent of all of your past achievements, who are you and what in the world do you at your core want to do? Mm -hmm. So this practice that you're talking about is exactly what some people need to help them work to that level and figure out who they are. Because how in the world are you going to lead a team, right? If you can't lead yourself. How are you going to lead your your home and lead your kids if you don't know who you are or what you believe in? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's also about like you, you're so spot on in that. And I think that often people, they find a way to lead and to be, you know, be the team leader and to be the parent and to be the friend and to be all the things. The difference is it doesn't feel good. It's exhausting. It leaves people in this sense of burnout. And like this is, okay, I'm doing all of these things that I'm quote unquote supposed to be doing. Why do am I still not as fulfilled? Why do I feel exhausted? And when you can understand and lead from a place of who you truly are, at your core, then all of those things become fun. They don't become just another thing to do that's leaving you feeling like like every day is difficult and you're just going to get through it. My entire life changed when I stopped checking boxes. Mm-hmm. That's, I, was, I was a box checker. Me too, girl. Me too. Oh my gosh. And you know what? It it got me success. Mm -hmm. I was super successful. I got the positions and the evaluations and the paychecks and God, I hated it. And I was so freaking exhausted. Yeah. And so then, you know, it's always my question of whose definition of success are we, are we chasing? Because, yeah, I used to check all the boxes, too. And, man, I was good at what I did. And you can – and so you start to live from achievement to achievement without ever actually feeling good because it's not even your definition of success. And our world is so caught up in that money and power and achievement is where all of this, quote, unquote, success comes from. But if it doesn't leave you feeling good, then really we, it's, it's just that it's not in alignment. You don't, you want something very different than what you've been told that you should want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Say we figure this out and we're, we're feeling good. Everyone backslides, right? You can't be, you can't be on all the time. So how can someone who like once you recognize your backsliding right once you recognize like oh I'm checking boxes again or oh this decision isn't feeling great how can you help or how can they help themselves to like come back to the moment Mm, great question um you know this is so fun because this is how I look at it it's just like this is why it's so fun um is because we're not always going to get it perfect. 
And we all spirit is asking us to do is not to be perfect. It's to show up and be committed every single day. So let go of the fact that you think that you have to do it right. There's no right or wrong way, but if if you are somebody and you notice that it's happening, you're already 25,000 times ahead of most people. Okay. So I want to like take the pressure off because the just that simple awareness is what most people are lacking. And so when you become aware of it, you're going to have these tools. Okay. And, um, and it depends what are the tools that, that work for you. But as you go through this process, you're going to realize that you have tools like journaling and meditations and you have, um, you know, maybe you have a coach or a mentor or you, there's so many different, oh my gosh, there's so many different things. There's so many different tools, but you're going to have them and you're going to be able to be like, okay, something that I think people don't pay enough attention to is when things feel really, really good. Hmm. So we're always like, we notice when things don't feel good. So my, like for the person that's in that situation, I want you to stop. First of all, stop, like stop doing whatever you're doing, because in order to transform something, we have to break the inertia of doing, doing it the same way. So if you're somebody who never stops moving, then you need to stop moving. And if you're somebody who is, who has a struggle to get moving, then that's what you need to do. You need to do something that's different. Um, but I want you to like in that moment, you can say, okay, something doesn't feel, something feels off. Think back to when, when a time when things felt really, really good. Hmm. And what were you doing? What was the harmony in your life? Like, what were you spending time with? Who were you spending time with? Um, what types of things were you working on? Were you putting yourself in the forefront? Like go back and look at those situations because again, we're always trying to figure out what went wrong, but look at what, when it was going really right and what were the tools that you were using? What was the harmony? Like, I don't like to use the word balance because I think that that word it's bullshit. (laughs) Well, it's bullshit. And I think it makes people feel like, like they have to put the same amount of time and energy into everything. And that's impossible, but there is a harmony in life that is going to work really, really well for you. If you can figure out what that, what that is for you. So, um, go back to when things felt like they were in that like harmonic state, like where things were flowing. And what were some of the tools that you were using then? And what has changed? Because it's going to be different for every single person. Yeah, absolutely. We spend so much time, you know, I I always say, you you have to know where you've come from to know where you're going, right? And most of the time we, when we think about the past, we do, we think about, okay, what, what didn't go well? But one of the practices I really like to incorporate, just like you said, is, okay, what can I bring forward with me? What do I know that's still serving me? And it doesn't have to be just because it worked 
for a little while doesn't mean you have to bring it forward with you forever, right? A practice or something can serve you for a moment in time or for a season. And then when you reevaluate the next time, maybe it's like, oh, you know, that really worked for me then. That's not working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to try to force that to continue to fit into my life. Yeah. Give yourself permission to evolve and change. You're not the same person that you were three years ago, three months ago, or three minutes ago. Like you are a complete, you have new experiences. And just like you're saying, give yourself permission to evolve through that. God, like literally nothing in the world is the same as it was three years ago. Right. I think three years ago and I'm like, what? How did we think that some of the things that we thought were normal are normal? (laughs) Like I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, you know, there are so many things that we used to do that I will never again do that was just normal. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) letting a kid blow out the candles on a birthday cake, totally normal, right? And now I think about it, I'm like, that's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's, it's one of those things. I always, I heard this somewhere and I love to share it because it's, don't treat your past self or treat your past self like an ancestor. Like oh. you would never beat up your past self for or your ancestors for the decisions that they made when they made them because they were doing the best they could with the information that they had. And my sister, I was actually talking to her yesterday and she said, if context doesn't really matter, but what she said is, I hope to God that no one ever judges me for who I was when I was 18 years old. Amen. (laughs) Right? I was like, that is like a profound statement because, but that is what people do is they go around judging themselves for all of the decisions that they've made in the past. You were doing the best you could with the information that you had. And there is nothing that you can do to go back and change that. But what you can decide is to like, let it go release it, get, let yourself off the hook, forgive yourself and choose to do it different this time around. Absolutely. I love that. Love it so much. So Stacy, I really appreciate all of the, the, I mean, even in just a half an hour, all of the education that you've just given me, you've completely opened my eyes to something that I am now probably going to go down a rabbit hole with. Um, <laughs> So when I have questions and when everybody else who's listening has questions, how do we get in contact with you or what are some good resources? Yeah, I love that. Um, I am so informal. So you can just, you can go to the website, which I know that you'll link up. You can send a contact form. Um, You can just hit me up on DM through Instagram. That's totally fine. So really, and I'm more than happy to answer your questions, guide you in the right direction, um, whatever that happens to look look like for you. And as far as resources, um, gosh, this world is such a big world that it's really just about like, all I can say is get, get curious. You can start on my website. I have a few things. I mean, that will kind of get you, get you going, but just stay open. Like, go into this work with an open heart and open mind. And you're not really going to know if something works for you until you try it, until you experience it. And that's the thing that I think the most, 
most people really struggle with is be willing to dip your toe in because we judge things um, from the outside. But if you've never experienced it, you have, you don't get to judge it. And so just have fun with it. Like I said, there's, there's something for everybody. Take your biases, take your past conditioning, take all of that out of the, out of it and say, is this something that could help me right now? And let your heart lead you get out of your damn head. Mm. Thank you. I so appreciate you coming on today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me just be here with you and your audience. It's been amazing. And I'm, yeah, just forever grateful. All right. I will link everything in the show notes. And uh, Stacey, we will talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.